Six Pack Double Feature presents Pick Six, where the guys round out a top five list with one extra. Insults, oddities, cartoons, it's all there. And of course, beer. Tell us your picks, guys. Excellent. We're rolling. Hey, that's great. <laughs> I'm glad you've been listening to all of that. Oh, just a bit. It's a yeah, Six Pack Double Feature. Yes. Yeah. Uh, pick Six. Today's, today's a fabled and uh, interesting episode. Uh, yeah, because we recorded this once before. And... It's part of our actual uh, main episode <clears throat> second season last year. Or It was a, a pickup like, hey, you know, guess what? I, I, what happened? I royally... Well, you know that Bond episode that kind of shit the bed? <laughs> that got uh, pet cemetery? Well, guess what? Well, he found another bed, and then we... It shit that one too. When <laughs> we recorded this pick six, so we're, we're going over this pick six again. It's uh, favorite moments or scenes in Bond films. Yes, so, this is a good one. I actually have an honorable mention yeah. <clears throat> on this one as well. And he's Travis, and oh yes, <laughs> and I'm Nathan, and you're Nathan. Oh, <laughs> uh, so yeah, uh, pick six Bond moments or scenes, like you said. Mm-hmm. Um, I haven't read this in over a year, so it's it's been a it's been a, it's been a minute. It's as new to me as it will be uh, to all of you. I will read it straight from the screen. <laughs> it won't sound. At oh, all. yours is in no, your old just, notes style. No, well, a little bit. No, I won't. Um, all right, well, <clears throat> go for it, man. You want right. the coin toss? What's your number six? My number six is uh, in Living Daylights. In the Living Daylights, uh-huh. where. Uh, it's the cargo plane fight where uh, Timothy Dalton's Bond kicks um, Necros out. Mm-hmm. He's like flying on the. Oh yeah, I just watched it not the long bang, ago. The big uh, cargo mm-hmm. and a uh, bunch of uh, what is that? That was all heroin, wasn't it? Yes. Yeah. Where <laughs> where Bond invented Al Qaeda? That's actually my that's my honorable mention. <laughs> the James Bond invents Al Qaeda. <laughs> So there you go. There's my honorable mention. Already. Yeah, he disposes of uh, Necros when he's. They're trying to land the plane, or they're trying to get the uh, the cargo from flapping out in the wind. And uh, he pretty much gives Necros the boot. He holds onto his boot and then cuts the laces yeah, off. Cuts of the laces. Yeah, yeah. Cuts the laces off, and then Necros screams like a bitch. I don't remember that. Death. I do. I, I, like I said, well, I, ju- I just watched it. But I just watched it, it like well, three weeks ago. It might as well be like a bitch. Yeah. I mean, I've... does he look like a bitch? <laughs> Why are you trying to <laughs> kick him out of the back of a plane like a bitch, huh? Yeah, exactly. I'm not going to lie. I mean, I would scream like a bitch if I got kicked out of the back I mean, of a plane. I mean, why not? I mean, it's the last thing you're going to do. <laughs> you can I'm do whatever you want. Yeah. <laughs> that's, um, I, the older I get, I, I come to realize that that is a, a, an underrated, overlooked Bond movie. It's really, yeah. it's really good. I, it's like, really good. It's still got good, like, 80s flavor to it. A bit, yeah. Late um, 80s. Late yeah. 80s. But a lot of people like... The shitty lot, one? Uh, yeah. They like... Um, License to License Kill. License to Kill. I hate and that one. There's just a little too much. It's just too action It's not Bond. It's action. No. And it, it, it very much feels like it was inspired by Roadhouse. So... You've said that before. Oh, I, Michael Kamen did the score to that movie too. He, yeah, I, I feel like he was he was busy in the eighties. Who was? He was doing uh, Lethal Weapon. He was <clears> doing uh, Die Hard. It ha- very much has that feel to it. So it, yeah, it's it not. Does. It's got some good moments to it, but it's so that's your number six. That is my number six. My number six is uh, similar. It is the free dive um, after Jaws. Oh, <laughs> that when uh, when Roger Moore jumps out of the plane in the um, beginning of Moonraker. Yeah, for being such a shitty movie. 
There's a few moments. There's a few moments, and this is one of them. That's, a that of is just, a, an, and that's one of them. That's an amazing, and it starts stunt. it off right. It's yeah. an amazingly it's an shot am- stunt, and it looks. I call it his Johnny Utah moment. Remember when Johnny Utah? <laughs> yeah, that's right. Fuck it. And he jumps yeah. out of the plane. <laughs> it is. That was his Johnny Utah moment. Oh, I didn't even think about it like that. Oh, it's, that's funny. It's, and it just shows how over the top kind of Roger Moore's turn as James Bond was. Yes, and it's definitely not Richard Keel. Uh, it's definitely, definitely not Roger Moore. Either. No, it's not Roger Moore, but it's really not Richard Keel. It's definitely not the guy who plays Jaws in uh, Moonraker. The nail comes out on Tuesday. Yeah, I always thought the guy that was floating down, I'm like, that guy has really dark olive-toned skin. Yeah. And looks like he has a mouthpiece to make it look like he has metal teeth. Uh-huh. And that's about it. And then they ruin it <laughs> by having him flap like a damn bird. Oh, yeah. As he falls in. I mean, it's bad enough that he drops. Does he drop into like what? A, the circus tent. Yeah, a circus tent. Which would not break his fall. No. He would have been a large. A large man is going to leave a large grease spot like that when he when he splats. That's but he was alive, gross. so he didn't poop his pants on the way down. So the free dive in Moonraker is my number six. <laughs> What's your number five? My, my arm flapping there for you. Uh, it's uh, from Russia with Love, the train fight uh, with Grant. Uh, it's very close. Yeah, it's the it's the closed quartered fight between Sean Connery and uh, Robert Shaw. Uh, Connery's second entry is is by far probably my favorite of his films. Yeah. When I go and re- reevaluate it, and the confined quarters brawl is just so intense, and especially for what <coughs> you know for what's released in 1963. Yeah, it's yeah, yeah. it's pretty brutal, and it, it a, lasts a, like two or three minutes. That's a that's a rough. I don't say a rough movie, but that's a yeah. It's an yeah. aggressive movie. It is an aggressive it's movie. Kind of dark. And just how he addresses Bond, I'm going to just how he's going to kill him. Uh-huh. Is just so it's so good. It's just ugh. From Russia with Love isn't one I get I don't circle back to it very often. Yeah. Cuz I like my Bond a little more campy, but it's it's I the second entry it was still taken as it hadn't become anything yet. No, you know? but this was the one where the gadgets that he was given save his life with the the tear gas if you don't open his briefcase the right way, yeah, yeah, and it's got the knife that you built that in. Pop, that built in that pops out, and like a roll of quarters or uh, uh, gold bullion, yeah, bullion. I think. <laughs> yeah, that that one is, is no, there was is fifty. Pretty... It was fifty gold sovereigns. Thank you. That's what that's it was. right. Fifty gold sovereigns. Fifty gold sovereigns. Because you never know when you need a gold sovereign. <laughs> <laughs> hey, give me. <laughs> give me a pack of Lucky Strikes, this bottle of soda, and. Uh... Twenty dollars on pump three. Here's a gold sovereign. <laughs> well, how much is that worth? How do you even? What's the exchange rate on a gold sovereign? You'd have to call the bank probably. So oh yeah, okay. Do I need to give you no, change back on this? Yeah, I that's great, know. sir. So a gold. So the spot weight on gold today market value is three hundred and fifteen dollars. You get two hundred eighty-seven dollars and fifteen cents back in change. Here you go. Just makes me. Whenever I see those, I think of uh, Lethal Weapon two and Krugerrands. Gold Krugerrands. Yeah. <laughs> Man, that's a Krugerrand. Uh, so that's my number five for uh, the uh, the train fight with Grant <clears throat> from Russia with Love. My number five is from my favorite Connery Bond. Thunderball. Thunderball. And it's the um, respirator fight scene in the shark tank. Oh. Underwater. Yes. That's pretty good. Do you know the story behind that? That they don't, they aren't real. Well, <laughs> no, sharks, sharks are quite real. Not that. Um, the respirator. Yes. Um. After seeing it, there was someone with uh, the U.S. military that yeah. contacted the uh, filmmaker. They're like, "Where do we get one?" It's I'm a like, movie. It's a movie. 
Where do we get what? It's not. It's well, one of those respirators. It's not, not real. And he says that's not real. <laughs> how much? How much was? How much air was supposed to be in that? Like four minutes. I don't remember in the movie. Yeah, I can't. But remember. the guy goes. The military guy says to the film person, whoever. He's like, yeah, but Bond was underwater for like three minutes, and he was like, yeah. That's because the editor's good at his job. Congratulations, you've been you've been entertained by a movie. Go yeah. back to defending freedom or whatever. I just, that's that's very cool to me. And I love I don't know for some reason I like underwater stuff. <clears throat> well, yeah, there's a lot of it. And in there's that a one. lot of it in that movie. Um, it's a long movie. It is. It's a but it's fun. It's a great movie. To take that a whole nap to. that whole war at the end is great too. That whole underwater mm-hmm. Star Wars thing that they tried to redo in Moonraker that sucked. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but the the respirator scene, I right? Just, it's just it's very slick, and it's like that's like a cool gadget, you know? Yeah. And kind of highlights the gadget, and and it's beautifully edited. So that's my number five is the respirator scene. Yeah, that was the first. Double. I think that was the first Bond movie that was shot in like um, Panavision. Yeah, Panavision. It was the the larger, the larger screen, larger uh, image up on screen. Yeah, yeah. Which makes sense because that's a. It was the first time that you saw Bond actually walk across, like Connery walk as Bond across the screen because the first three films when you see the uh, the opening scene where you see him walk by and stops mm-hmm. and shoots, mm-hmm. it was uh, a stunt guy. That's right. For the first three films. What was the third Con- movie? Uh, Goldfinger. Is Goldfinger the third one? I thought it was yeah. the fifth one. Nope. Fifth one is uh, You Only Live Twice. Should have been the second one. Yeah. What's your number four? My number four is uh, a remake of <laughs> It's Never Say Never Again. What? That's not a Bond film. Uh, it's the motorbike chase sequence. That's actually kind of cool. It is awfully cool. And in 1983, peak, like, little boy, this is amazing. I've never seen anything cooler is when he goes to try to avenge the death of one of the agents at the house and just... Jump on my rocket cycle. Yeah. But it was incredible. It's one of the two movies that anybody knows directed by uh, Irvin Kirshner, who did that and Empire Strikes Back. I mean, they, they pushed that movie the, directed by the director of Empire Strikes Back. It's not a bad resume. I mean, he batted right. 500. Yeah. <laughs> you know? It's it's what I like about the chase is it's not too long. It doesn't wear itself it's, out. Yeah, it's but pretty, it it kind of ends anticlimactically though. Because, I thought he goes over the cliff into the water. No, he jumps over uh, some water, but he actually gets hit in the head by a, this. It's like a boatyard uh, underneath a bridge or something. It's an enclosed area, and he gets knocked off of his bike by like a mast by uh, Fatty Mablush. So okay, yeah. The, the rest which, of the chase is great. Which it's yeah, it's but it's, that's 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 the Connery Bond I think movie that I probably watched more than any other one, believe it or not. <clears throat> and it also came out the same year as Octopussy. So I see. I like Octopussy. I know. No, and I no. So do I. I. I enjoy it as well. But I like the rocket cycle. It's autumn. <laughs> it's my favorite. So that's your number four. Yeah, my number four is the opening sequence of Goldeneye, uh, right up to right uh, up to that's right. mine. That well, yeah, that's my number three. So, I mean, that's just a great, so, yeah. it's a great introduction to. Oh a new my bond. god, it's amazing. And it's, I mean, it's, it's still it still it still maintains that classic kind of look. It yeah. was kind of the last time that happened. Yeah, that is true. It didn't. The films kind of changed a feel and look. They after. did. I think they went digital. Yeah, possibly. I don't know, but it it it's definitely. That's that's my three because it's it's still intense watching it. Oh yeah. Well, are, which part are you talking about? You all talk- of it, all the way up to the plane jump. Yeah, the plane jump is really mine. Specifically, the plane jump. 
Because, I mean, that, that whole opening is a good 15. Oh, yeah. I think a good 15 yeah. minutes. That's a great, but just that yeah. plane jump alone is worth the price of admission where he hops on that mi- that bike and just hauls ass. Asses and elbows. Jumps. Does his Johnny That's Utah his moment. Johnny Utah, Utah moment. <laughs> <laughs> and then just kind of free falls down into the plane and then pulls the plane. And just up. him fighting with the yeah. controls. Yeah, that's oh, that's yeah. great. That is my that that by far is well, it's, amazing. It, what I what I notice about it, it's a great <laughs> it's a great hello and a goodbye for Pierce Brosnan because it was the only good Bond movie he did. He had such promise, man. He had a lot of promise. He had not a lot of good movies. I like him as a Bond. I don't like three of the four of his movies so okay i was gonna say which which other one do you like but then i did the math on that real quick in my head came yeah. up with the answer was one yeah <laughs> he did three not so good ones and did he, he, he did he did he one went, amazing one and then he did one that was if you okay. even say tomorrow never dies. no 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 God, I, that movie was I came stupid. back and reevaluated the news when tomorrow. i reevaluated those movies the i actually felt boat. i was really Fuck hard I was really hard on um, The World Is Not Enough. But what really ruins that movie is... Denise Richards? Yeah. Yeah. If they had cast someone else going, hey, guess what? I have our new nuclear physicist. Really? Elizabeth Berkley. It, I mean, I was watching it when I rewatched it. I'm like, man, this is this is not that bad. It's not. It's not that bad. And then she shows up, and then it's just... She it hurts. It's painful. <laughs> so, yeah. So that was... That's your number four. That's... Oh, wait. Yeah, that's my number three. So what's your number three? My number three is the, uh, it's arguably the coolest, like every James Bond movie has one. It's like the all out battle between MI6 and, and the, and the U S or whoever the other arm army is. Okay. And then the specter or the, whoever the, the, the main villain is. <clears throat> and it's the uh, siege of specters volcano layer at the end of you only live twice. That's pretty incredible. It's just so freaking huge. Yeah. That I think I, I think I remember reading something where, the cost to build that set oh, was God. the cost to make Dr. No. Oh, yeah. I don't <laughs> doubt it. And that's kind of what you mentioned in um, – <clears throat> again, if people don't know, where, where can they find your blog? Uh, I'll put it a link. Okay. But it's um, – uh, it's oh, yeah. Something you mentioned yeah. at some point during this podcast yeah. or during our friendship is that Bond movies would start quite grounded and fairly serious and quote-unquote realistic, and then they would get re- – Ridiculous, and then snap back with the next right. Bond. And this was toward the end of Connery's. Yeah. Well, this is where Connery said, "I'm done." Yeah. Because this is, I mean, it's a ridic- it's a ridiculous movie in a lot of ways. But yes. that that I mean, that's that's where Austin Powers got the lion's well, share. They changed of its the imagery. romantic lead halfway through. Did they think the Americans wouldn't be able to tell because it was just another Japanese woman? It just it's yes. sad. It's <laughs> unfortunate, but um, but it's just. It, it, dude, it's a it's a it's a hidden base inside the facade of a volcano underneath fake water. It's so damn cool. Yeah, it is pretty awesome. And you know, it's all machine guns and stuff. But it, it, it's what go, uh, it's what uh, Moonraker tries to do again and fail because it yeah. sucks with the pew, pew 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 lasers. It's it's the final grand battle between. I don't want to say good and evil, but the good guys and the bad guys. Well, and and let me go back and say that I'm not saying that they changed actresses halfway through. Like she didn't want to be in it anymore, and but <laughs> the, her character dies, and then they bring in another one. But it's just I didn't want anybody to think that I thought <laughs> that they changed actresses and they kept the character the same, and no one would tell. That's not the case. Gotcha. Her actual character does die. 
then they poison- and they bring in someone else. It just seems dumb. Poison in her ear. That's <laughs> what it was, wasn't it? Uh, yeah, they run the poison. Yeah, they run the, po- the, it was the ear or down in the mouth or something. Yeah, it just goes. Yeah. It's like a honey poison that drips down the string. So, uh, Spectre's Volcano Lair final battle is my number three. What's your number two? Em really doesn't mind you earning a little money on the side, Dryden. She'd just prefer it if it wasn't selling secrets. The theatrics are supposed to scare me. You have the wrong man, Bond. If Em was so sure I was bent, she'd have sent a double O. Benefits of being section chief. I'd never anyone been permitted a double O status. No. Your file shows no kills. And it takes two. <laughs> Barely got to know each other. I know where you keep your gun. Suppose that's something. True. How did he die? Your contact? Not well. Second is. Yes. Considerably. That's another great hello. Yeah. To a new bond. That is. <clears throat> that's my number two. That is the the entire opening sequence is shot in black and white. That's it's, of it's, uh, Casino Royale. It's directed by the same director who did um, Golden, Golden Eye, Martin Campbell, and it's just him getting his double O status is just. It's a it's a great way to kind of reboot the franchise. Sure. If you need to. We I mean, actually saw that in the theater together, remember? Yeah. That was, was a long time ago. That was a long time. <laughs> We're old. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's my number two. It's really on a on a more professional critical eye, it'd probably be number one, but my number one instead is a little more nostalgic. Okay. So Well my number two is <clears throat> I don't remember if it surprised you last time. It'll probably surprise you. Maybe it won't. I don't know. It's the Snow Chase from On Her Majesty's Secret Service. What's what? The Snow Chase. Oh, yes. And that's... for On Her Majesty's Secret Service. Those? Not uh, not a good Bond movie, in my opinion. That one still doesn't... I still can't... It's all right. It's okay. I Look, can't, I'll I be can't honest live with that you. Life. It's, an ac- it's an acquired taste. I will, I will gladly admit it is an acquired taste. And not every Bond... That's what... The best thing... 
about being a Bond fan is knowing that you'll agree on Bond movies and you sure, but you'll sure, disagree sure. on, but you will always agree on the fact that you love James Bond. You know, I think it looks like a lot that, of minor, a lot of minor like action sequences. They are, but all of them are in camera live action when they did it old school the real way. Yeah. You know. Where they had to have someone out there skiing because they <laughs> couldn't really put someone in front of a projection screen as often. Yeah. So all of the wide shot live action sequences in the 60s and 70s are just spectacular. And that one kind of showcases his car mm-hmm. as well. It's, it's a fun scene. Doesn't it? It has like outrigger skis, doesn't it? Oh, you are thinking of a completely different. No, I'm movie. thinking of, I'm also thinking of. Living daylights, but uh-huh. I thought. I thought <laughs> no, I'm thinking. I, I I know. I know where I'm at. It's the Alpine. They're either in Switzerland or Germany yeah, or Switzerland, wherever. I believe. But I thought the car had some sort of snow shit too. It's been a long time since I've seen it. I think he drove a Mustang in that one, or she, or the, or is inter love oh, interested. But either way, it doesn't make a difference. It's, but it's just but like that, that tearing whole... ass through that all that Bavarian kind of old antiquated yeah, stuff, and it's just pretty. It's pretty. It's pretty awesome. If you add snow, I'm pretty much. I'm in. Yeah. It's fun to do that kind of shit in snow. Snow gets a thumbs up from Travis. Thumbs up, snow. That's my number two. What's your number one? My number one is uh, for your eyes only, where the lotus goes underwater. No, no, <laughs> that's the spy who loved me. Wrong movie. The lotus blows up in for your eyes only. Towards that's the right. beginning of the movie, yeah. Yes, uh, yes. Roger Moore's Bond kicks Locke's car, uh, Locke's car over the cliff. He kind of has that badass attitude. It's towards the end, and he shoots him, and he loses control of his car, and he's leaning on the cliff. And Roger Moore did not believe that his Bond would do this, but uh, first-time director, uh, I can't remember his name now, uh, John Glenn, said, this is what you need to do for this scene, and it works. And so he just kind of becomes... Kind of he plays it real cold-hearted. He uh-huh. just becomes judge, jury, and executioner, and kicks him over the cliff because he's, you know, because he's a heartless murderer, a Greek murderer. Yeah, and so not he doesn't murder Greeks. He's a, he's Greek, a Greek who guy. murders. Who murders? Maybe he murders <clears throat> Greeks too. I mean, yeah, probably. And he'll port in a storm. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, for guys only, nineteen eighty-one, Roger Moore uh, kills Locke, and I haven't seen that one. In, I haven't seen that one in a long time. Uh, I've got my favorites and the ones I go back to. That's not one of them. No. It's too I mean, it's not that it's bad. I just, it's I just, just not on. Yeah, I need to. I need whether to. you have them or not or have access to them in some way, too. Um, Sometimes they all show up to stream where you want to and then. Oh, well, God, I don't have that much time. Yeah. It's <laughs> like 14 days worth of work or something. It's two days. <laughs> There's 24 movies. 25, 26, something like that. So that's, you know. Average of two hours a piece. That's two solid days of watching a movie. That's all. Yeah, that's not I mean, taking. Charlie any Sheen can't even stay awake that long. No. Uh, having nothing to do with Charlie Sheen is my number one. Um, and having not, it's not a, very, it's not a specific scene. It's actually each actor's, <clears throat> each actor's rifle barrel scene. Mm-hmm. How each one is. It's the same thing, but it's a little different and a little tailored to how that actor kind of what he brings to the character. Like um, George Lazenby took the knee like he was proposing. Yeah. <laughs> He he took the knee. Uh, Roger Moore shot it at least two different times, possibly three, because by like seventy seven he had bell he like he had like mm-hmm. obvious bell bottoms. Yep. <laughs> seventy seven or seventy nine, one of those two. Yeah, yeah, that was. <laughs> and who uh, Connery's was the one when he had the hand up in the air. 
Like, um, kind of like an old quick draw guy. Yes. Yeah, the, the left-hander, his non-dominant hand, his non-pistol hand, yeah. kind of goes up in the air. And he had to reshoot it again for, I think maybe Diamonds Are Forever. I'm not sure. Because he was old? One, of, the, one head, of them. His head was bigger because of the hairpiece? Yeah. But yeah, it's it's I, you can call it cop-out if you want, but I think that... No, I call it cop-out, but that's all right. <laughs> <laughs> I always... I, I Really, from front to back, I enjoy a James Bond movie. Mm-hmm. Other than the ones I don't like, you know, which are three of the four Pierce Brosnans more than anything else. Those are really hard to choke down, man. Two of the four. I don't mind. I don't mind. The world is not enough. I also base that on the two. Goldeneye. We can all agree. Goldeneye is great. Right. The best Pierce, Pierce Brosnan. Brosnan. And it was also one of the most revolutionary video games. That's what I remember hearing too. I never played it, but I was. Oh told my god. It. Yeah. Because it was then, one of the first person, sh- mm-hmm. the, one of the first first person shooters. And then when the second movie came, <clears throat> when the second movie came out, they went over the shoulder instead of first person, and that video game sucked. And then World Is Not Enough came out, and they went, well, "We're going back to form," and they went back to first person, and it was very similar to Goldeneye. It was a very good game, but the story was good too, so you got to kind of play along with the movie. That's cool. Uh, so yes, I'm basing my my like for James Bond movies in part on a video game. on its video game counterparts. But it's highly regarded as a staple of, like, kind of set the standard for more modern first-person shooters for console games. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I never played it, but I've, I've been told and, and read as much. I mean, you were like a, you weren't a console gamer, were you? Uh, you were not more... huge. And I was only did some PC stuff. I lose interest quickly sometimes, so yeah. I don't play a lot of games. And when you turned up today, I was playing Dr. Mario. <laughs> Craving his pill addiction. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, so that's our uh, pick six, our super, favorite super secret list of pick six. Yeah, don't tell anybody we'll about to kill you. Bond moments. Um, we shall return. <laughs> Nathan and Travis will return with another pick six that we are not sure which one it is yet. It's a wordy title. We need to pare that down a little bit. Yeah. See ya. Six Pack Double Feature is a Clopec Media production. You can like and follow them on Facebook at Six Pack Double Feature Podcast and on Instagram at Six Pack Double Feature. They aren't on Twitter because Twitter is dumb. I want to kill everyone. Satan is good. Satan is our pal.